Pet Care Rockstars is brought to you by... Do you have a pet care business but need a website? Well, look no further than the Pet Care Rockstars website solution. We can deliver to you a fast-loading, mobile-optimized website that's also SEO-friendly. Your customers will love our websites, and you'll love the affordability. We'll also give you all the tools you need to easily maintain your website, even if you have little technical knowledge. Go to PetCareRockstars.com slash websites now to get more information. Welcome to Pet Care Rockstars. Solid advice you can implement into your own pet care business today. Whether you're just starting out, getting ready to grow, or ready to scale. You'll hear firsthand from Pet Care Rockstars who've been down this path before, including what worked, what didn't, and some tools you'll need for your awesome journey. Now the host of Pet Care Rockstars, Dave Westwood. My guest today has been in the pet sitting business for over two decades, owning Missouri-based pampered pet sitting along with his wife, Jill. He switched his focus to taking care of cats only, starting another company called Cats at Home Pet Sitting, where he has his wife along with several other team members serving much of West Central Missouri. Jay Pattis, welcome to Pet Care Rockstars. Thank you. Hey, it's awesome having you here, Jay. Um, let me ask you first, how, how did you get started in the pet sitting industry? Well, uh, back in 96, um, our house was being overtaken by pets. My wife was breeding cockatiel birds and she decided to have some cats and dogs and there was feathers everywhere and she was wanting to get involved with you know, breeding some other birds and things and I said there's got to be a better way for us to enjoy pets. So I, I looked around and I ran into Patty Moran's book, Pet Sitting for a Profit. She's the president of Pet Sitters International. Yep. I that thought, you know, this might work for us. So I even contacted her directly. I'm the type of person I'll call anyone. So figured out this was a pretty good thing and we got start, started do our work, you know, in January and got our insurance and everything together and start figuring out whether our small town, which at the time was only maybe a population of 14, 15,000 would support it or not. So I wasn't sure. And we actually began pet sitting on May 1st, 1997. Gotcha. Yeah. And I know you mentioned Patty Moran and, you know, I'm sure trying to get her on the phone today might be a little more difficult, but, you know, kind of in the infancy of the pet sitting industry, um, it, it was definitely a different game. So, um, so this, this really started as a family business, right? I mean, you all kind of work together from the start, right? Yeah. Part-time family business is all it started as. And we were both working full-time at the time. And we both continued to work full-time for the next few years. And we do it, you know, as we built up the business. But as soon as we started, we had both of us had lived in Warrensburg for about 20 years before starting. So we were already pretty well known. And had already been a member of Chambers through other organizations. So we had a lot of business right away. So it wasn't difficult. It was just trying to keep up with it and figure out the direction of it. Yeah. So at what point, um, you know, because as I said, this was just you and Jill. 
what point did you say, hey, we need some help? When, you know, when did you bring on your first uh, team member? No, I don't have a lot of staff now. I never have had. It's mostly me <laughs> and her and mostly me, actually, still. <laughs> but just two years later, you know, some, one of my clients says I could, because I had turned her down a few times, says it looks like you need some help and uh, I'm not working anywhere right now. I'd be willing to help you. So she started with us on a part-time basis. And then that's how I did it. Over, and I, every single person that's worked with us has either been a, a client themselves or were a family member of one of our clients. I've never hired anybody else's street. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's interesting because I know once – we kind of talk about the cat sitting side, you know, I definitely have some questions in regard to that. So, you know, you, you've been doing this for over 20 years now and no doubt there's been a lot of changes in the industry. Um, what have, what have you seen? Um, I mean, you're probably in a more rural area than, you know, areas, a lot of small towns together. Our cat sitting business also makes it up into the metropolitan and the city area, which is an hour from us. Well, what, you know, so like I say, I mean, you come in with a lot of experience, you know, pre-internet, you know, where we were probably, you know, advertising in yellow pages and doing stuff like that. Um, what, what old school type stuff do you think works today oh, that a sitter yeah. can still implement to grow their business? I still firmly believe and always will believe pets sitting to relationship business. So the old school of networking, the old school getting to know people, the old school helping organizations out, still works. Even little things like putting up flyers somewhere, you know, and talking to people about it still works. Sure. And I do the internet stuff too, but it still works. And I think as long as pet things a relationship business, it will always work. Well, and you, you bring up a great point, Jay, because I think a lot of people get in this business and they think, hey, you know, I can, I can take care of pets and I don't have to see people, right? But, um, you know, ultimately it's the clients that are the ones paying the bill, right? So, um, so I think you make a great point in stating that it is a relationship business. Yep. I still firmly believe it. Yeah. Have you seen, other than the advent of the internet and social media, um, over the 20 years, I mean, what, what, what changes have you seen in the industry? Well, the big, the big change is that it's been the internet and all the online marketing and all the online. Just the simple smartphones has made a gigantic difference in our lives. When we, you know, Scheduling and communication and all that was so much more difficult without it. It's a lot easier now with it. Of course, you can mess up. Sure. <laughs> sitters who covers up an area up away from here. Um, we had a, someone contact us about providing service, and I texted her the wrong phone number. So okay. You can still mess up, you know, but... It's nice to have things in writing. Text goes through right away. It used to be you might have had to play phone tag, you know, 
There wasn't very good voicemail around. There wasn't stuff like this around, you know. So, and you also had to network a lot more. You know, you had no availability of doing online advertising or online communication at all. Yeah, I know in my years of the business, I think that's kind of the biggest thing I see is I find it more and more difficult to kind of find the time to do the networking because, you know, there's all these other things like managing social media and web inquiries and, and things like that. Yes. <laughs> so, you know. Every day from people wanting to write posts for us. We have, what I did a few years ago when I switched a website over, um, I decided I wanted to have resource pages and marketing people would always talk how that was a good idea. So they were more local oriented, but I get all these national people wanting to put their stuff on a resource page all the time. Yeah. And do you th think that helps with the local SEO or do you know, is it more just them trying to get a few more clicks through to their stuff? No, it stands much about it does. Yeah, so it's a good PR tool with with your fellow pet pros because I have listed on our resource page, for example, every single uh, veterinarian, every single groomer, pet pro shop, pet shop, you know, and things like that, as well as I list some national things and regional things too. Right. So right. I'm real happy because, you know, people will go through that and see it and, and contact them for their services because of it. And I always remind them that I do it too. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, I mean, you talked about being a relationship business. It's not just with the clients, but also with, you know, some of these other businesses that are complimentary, you know, whether it's a vet or a groomer or whatever, and like you said, you remind them, hey, you know, I'm pushing some stuff your way and hopefully you get that same in return. So, you know, we, as a, we're over 22 years, but it's not a big deal, two years difference. But because we've been doing this for so long, you know, and we built up these relationships, we get referrals all the time. Yeah, and that's, you know, and again, that goes back to some of the things that work today that worked 20 years ago, right? Word of mouth was something that I think you can't trade, you know, you know, for anything. Um, so Jay, take me through the evolution of your business. You know, you, so you transitioned and you actually created a second company that deals only with cats, you know, so cats at home pet sitting. So Tell me about that um, and, and how that kind of came about. Okay. Well, you know, we continued doing our pets. Believe it or not, for 14 years, I didn't even have a website. Didn't, didn't have no web presence at all. And then, and then I went to a pet sitter conference and they talked about how important it was to have a website and to have a smartphone and to have all these things. I decided I was going to try this. So when I came back to Warrensburg, I went about looking inside. I was so tech challenged. I had no idea what to do. So I was lucky 
that we have a major university here in town called University of Central Missouri, and they had a small business center that the state of Missouri operates there, and they gave me tutoring. They hired a person just to tutor me on how to even get a smartphone, how to operate it, and she got me on Facebook and all the other social media, <laughs> and she worked with me to get with me on our first website later in the fall. And for a couple of years, I each semester would have a different student as a tutor that would help me with that. And then I quickly realized that I was getting up there in age and I couldn't handle all this. So I wanted to move more towards cash as a transition for semi-retirement and kind of an exit strategy. And so that's how cash at home pensioning got kind of born. Because we had run into other pet sitters in the Kansas City area around here who also wanted to emphasize more in cash. So we decided to start Cash at Home Pet Sitting as a group of us. Yeah, and, you know, I'll tell you, you know, when you and I have talked in the past, and I, for me, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, yeah, this is my retirement plan too, because, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And I think one of the things I realized personally anyway, um, that I didn't realize going into this business was how, how big of a potential the cat, the feline side of the market was like, I thought, Hey, I'm just going to walk dogs and, you know, play with dogs. I, I never thought about cats. I'm like, Hey, you know, you put out food and they're fine. Right. You know? So I agree with you. Um, cats is a passion of ours anyhow. As I said, I have five in our house right now. But we've always had cats, and my wife belongs to cat, and myself belongs to cat, sitting cat club. So, you know, um, Kansas City area cat club. So that's always been a passion and an expertise, so we thought that would be a natural way to go. And it gives you much more flexibility in scheduling. There's less competition for it when we started emphasizing in it. So. Yeah, and, and that's something that I think is huge because I think a lot of times, you're right, people look for dog sitters and they're you know, the ones that are looking for cat sitters, I think if you specialize and you make it crystal clear, and obviously with the name of your business alone, you're making it crystal clear that, hey, we are, our, you know, we are targeted towards, you know, your cat. Um, you know, I think it's a great niche that um, you could really capitalize on uh, because I think there are a lot of people out there that are looking specifically for cat care, you know. And like I said, that was something that I didn't take into consideration when we started our business over 10 years ago. So I had did research on it too, you know, and went through demographics and stuff. So we actually spent almost the entire first year of doing this and deciding how we were going to do the organization, how we were going to set up and everything like that. And then working on a website and working on a logo. And I ended up even getting our logo a nationwide trademark. And that was an interesting experience. And so, and then it wasn't until almost a year later that we started getting our first clients directly associated with it. And just this past year, I 
I switched our website to a more professional, modern looking website, and we've noticed our traffic go way up and our inquiries go way up as well. Yeah, and I've been on your website. I think it looks great. Um, you know, I think from that standpoint, I think there's a lot to offer, and you're, and you're definitely targeted towards that. Now, now let me ask you this, and I don't know how your geographic areas kind of overlap each other, um, but did you, did you have a concern that basically, A, you're cutting off half your potential business, but also that, that you're kind of your own competition? And, and that may not necessarily be a bad thing, actually. Um, we're still continuing Pamper testing. So right. The, the thing is, is a we're still we only I'm really big in the stats, and I that's another thing I think most testers miss out on is really looking at the stats and trends. And I've always been big in the stats, and so um, it was only beginning last year that more than half our clientele were cat people. So we still have, we've been transitioning towards this. So we're just making progress. And I have a couple other people to help us with camper pet sitting and they take a lot of the dog sitting. And we don't do any dog walking. Okay. So it's strictly vacation. That's right. Stuff. I mean, I have one client <laughs> I've had with her. I had her since 2001. I go once a week now. When I started with her in 2001, is five days a week because she was a professor at the university. Sure. Then it went to three times a week that she that she uh, cut back as being a professor. And then when she retired, she didn't want to lose us. So I just go over every Wednesday. And it's been like that for several years now. And then she's our only dog walking client. And I have calls all the time and I discourage it. <laughs> See, and that's, you know, it's funny. We kind of talk about that, you know, retirement plan and that, hey, I want to transition to something else. Uh, the midday dog walking Monday through Friday is the stuff where I'm like, hey, I would love to do that. It's the nights and the weekends and the holidays where I'm kind of like, ah, you know. <laughs> A lot of cats. Oh, mostly cat only businesses, they, that's how they run their business. Yep. It's cat vacation sitting or whatever, yep. cat sitting, and they still, and they do midday dog walking just during the week. So they get away from all the, the evening and early morning and weekends and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, what I look at. I mean, we do have cats, it's where we do twice a day because of incident. Yep. So, um, so since you switched, you know, to this different, you know, brand, um, do you find that it's a different type of customer that might not have used a traditional pet sitter then, but then they realized, Hey, this, they're just taking care of cats. Do, do you find it's a different customer or is it still pretty similar? Yes, I, I find, and I was expecting that. You know, I did research on all this ahead of time and being involved in that. Generally, yeah, they're, they're, um, more, they're more eccentric about their cats than just a normal pet system. But most of all my, I don't, you know, I don't like to throw a lot of numbers out, but I have, oh, I think I have over 70 cat-only clients here with Tampa Pet City. 
and we're still in a small town area. I think that's pretty good. And sure. Our, our active client base is only is in about 130 something now. Our peak was several years ago at about 230. So, um, so I guess that we still get a lot of those type of people too through camper testing. But yeah, they, they're 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 more eccentric about their cats and they're wanting to make sure somebody can handle them because cats are different than dogs in a lot of areas. And they can go downhill, for example, in their health real fast, faster than dogs and other pets. Mm, yeah. Somebody more experienced to see that happening and know what to do. Uh, yeah. And I mean, given my experience, I, I can't, <laughs> agree with you more unfortunately we lost a 19 year old cat you know a couple of weeks ago so uh, i totally feel um you know that pain personally um so you know you mentioned about the differences between dogs and cats so what you know if you're talking to a typical pet owner um what would you say to them where you know if they're thinking cats are self-sufficient really only need a self-feeder and water to get by and they don't need a pet sir what would you say to them what i basically tell them is that it depends on how long they're going to be gone number one the self-feeder after a while is going to get clogged up i know i have a lot of clients who still use them even though we go over so Sometimes the cats can't push the food down on their own. Number two thing I'm going to tell them is dry food. They're asking for a problem down the road. Most of the cats eat only dry food. Sooner or later, they have urinary conditions and blockage and some serious health issues. So they need to have something other than just dry food. But most importantly, they need socialization just as much as dogs do, even though they seem pretty independent. They really will miss their owners a lot, and they may do some pretty bad things when the owners have gone too long. Yeah, and that, I mean, I think to me is something that resonates, because um, you're right. I mean, cats, you know, when their owners are away, you know, they can definitely get into mischief. Um, if, you know, and if they're by themselves, I mean, even a self-sufficient cat is going to get lonely after a while. So... Um, you know, I definitely get that. So let me ask you, you know, now that you've established what is in essence a second brand, what is your role within Pampered Pet Setting? I mean, what are you doing now? I'm still real active. Um, ever since day one, uh, over 20 years ago, I've done the vast majority of pet setting. I still probably do over 80% of the petsing. So I just don't want, for example, this, the first six months of this year, I've only had eight clients that were dogs only that I did. I'm trying to get most of the other people to do them. But most of our, but out of the 65 clients that have used it so far this year, 36 of them have been cats only. So you see, we don't have much, that's a big portion of it, and another 15 of them are multi, both cats and dogs. Sure, uh, sure. We're getting to the point where I have, with transitioning, we're having less and less dog-sitting clients. Okay. And I still do most of, I have 
one lady who does a lot of the dogs, does both dogs and cats in a rural area that's 10 to 15 miles from us. Sure. And one lady who's 30 miles from us who does the dogs and cats. And then I have one lady just helped me out here around Morrisburg. But she's been with me for 16 years. All my people except for one have been with me for 12 years or longer. So yeah, and you've definitely been able to maintain that tenure. Um, and, and, you know, with that, I wanted to talk about cats at home because, you know, in addition to yourself and your wife, Jill, I mean, you have four others at yeah, least working, you know, certain areas. Right. And it almost seems like they have their own business model. They're their own business owner. The way this works is, and this is, this is going to be a slow, gradual thing. This would not be the way necessarily go if you wanted to make a, a big splash and have a big cat-only business. Yep. These of them are established professional pet sitters with their own businesses. And what I do is I recruit clients for them that are mainly cats. We also say we'll do small animals as well, you know, like rabbits and guinea pigs and other things. Sure. On a rare occasion, we might do a mixed thing where that might include a dog, but we don't normally do that, and it would be up to them. And I refer the clients to them, and then they do the they decide whether they want to do the clients or not. If so, they contact them, and then they work it out an arrangement, and then they, then they pay me a referral fee. Gotcha. And they pay me a visit fee, up to so many visits, a maximum number of visits, let's say like 10. And then after that, that client is entirely theirs. So it's kind of the idea is to make it a win-win thing. I'm getting them more tax sitting business. They're getting to say the part of cats at home pet sitting, which, you know, specializes in cats. And they have the opportunity to get a, a, a new long-term client. And three of the clients that I've, pet sitters I've worked with already have a couple long-term clients where they've gone past the maximum visit number. And they're real happy with that. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's kind of a short-term, like, okay, I'm sharing some revenue, but long-term, yeah, I mean, they're establishing that relationship. And like you mentioned earlier, it's people business and a relationship business. So, you know, they're establishing that relationship. The, the clients feel comfortable. And yeah, then they're, you know, getting the benefit of your brand, but also, you know, being able to make what is in essence 100% of the revenue after a certain point. So I, I think it's a pretty unique business model, you know, from what I've seen. You know, um, it doesn't always work good. Like, for the example, the person somebody for just two days. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how we can change that a little bit because then the referral fee is too high. Sure. So but we're moderating that. But the idea is the brand helps them. It's helped me too, Jay, because I feel like we've, we've increased our client base for cats in the last two years over 50% because of this brand. Sure. 
Um, Tampa Pet Sitting is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. confusing, but you know. So what it's done is it's helped not only help them, but it's helped me increase my cat, only increase my cat business here in the Warrensburg to Dahlia area. Yeah, and so, you know, that and that was something when we were talking earlier, I was going to ask you, you know, so when somebody calls Pampered Pet Sitting and they say, hey, yeah, I've got two cats, do you kind of push them towards cats at home and, and work it within that brand so it kind of stays within there, or do you just... No, no, I just book them through Pampered Pet Sitting. Okay. The cats at home, think of cats at home is almost... A brand like, oh God, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a company that has several brands. You know what I mean? There's some companies out there that have several brands. Yeah. And, and so Cats at Home is just like our cats division of our sure. business. Yeah. With a separate brand is what it really is. But it also, what I tell people also is that we're a group of professional pets who specialize in cats. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. So one question that I just kind of popped in my head, because, you know, I, I've spent 10 years kind of building my brand, you know, and, you know, you spent you know nearly 20 years and now over 20 years right. building pampered pet sitting. Did you kind of feel this like, well, man, I'm really loyal to this brand, you know, and now you're creating a second one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Did I, you worry about a little bit about confusion, and I'm sure a few people have gotten a little bit confused, but I think we've got more positives than negatives, and eventually, you know, pamper testing is going to be almost all cats. Sure. And who knows, we might just change it over to just cats at home testing. Or, or maybe one of the people that work with pamper testing will take over the dog only end of it right i'm 71 <laughs> i feel my joints and, and my muscles big time dealing with dogs so i want to work this is my way to do it but i don't want to abruptly do it i know other pets who've abruptly done that but i don't want to go that route yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a few years younger, but I've, I've played baseball for 30 years. So I, I, I feel there's joint pains and everything else like you do, especially when I have to get up early in the morning to do some pet sets. So I, yeah, I mean, yeah. And that, that's what, you know, so no, that's one of the big keys behind it. But one of what makes it hard is we've got over 50 clients who've been with us over 10 years or longer. So it's hard to just totally say no to them. We have a handful of clients that have been with us over 20 years. Yeah. It's almost impossible to say no to them. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I, I was just at dinner with one of our clients. They're doing overnight visits. And obviously, they've been with us, you know, for well over 10 years. And like you said, you know, we've been through multiple pets as some have unfortunately passed on and they've got new pets, but yeah, there's no way you can say no to those clients. So I, I, I can totally relate to that. Um, so, you know, with cats at home, I mean, you've got these other people working these territories. Um, 
why'd you decide to go that direction instead of saying, Hey, yeah, I'm going to hire employees and, or ICs. Oh, and Number one, I don't like the idea of hiring employees. I don't want to deal with the government. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. I've dealt with that before in previous businesses and it's a huge headache. I'm not a human resource person and I don't want to contract that out to someone else. All it does is decrease your profits. Sure. So I came up with this model of, hey, when, and another reason we went that way is because these other pet sitters approached me on the idea of doing this together. Okay. So gotcha. I think this might be the best way to try it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and that actually kind of leads me to my next question because, you know, a lot of the sitters, I mean, just kind of reading their bios on, you know, your about me page, um, you know, they came from the corporate world and, you know, work traditional jobs, you know, what, you know, when they come to you and say, Hey, yeah, I kind of want to do this. What, what's your process and kind of vetting them out to make sure that they're the right person to run their territory? Well, what happened is I'm not looking, actually looking for anybody right now. We were all at the PSI conference in Myrtle Beach a few years ago, and we got talking about tax sitting and everything. And so, and then afterwards, when they got back to the Kansas City area, they approached me, and we started the idea of trying to get it going. So then another person approached me as well. So, and then they've all approached me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, to follow up on that, I mean, there's a lot of people that, are, you know, might approach you, but how, how do you know they're the right person? Yeah, as opposed to someone where, like, they approach you and you're like... I do vetting. Oh, no, no, I terribly vet. Number one, I make sure they have insurance and, and bonding. They were all, as it turned out, they're all members of Pet Sitters International, which I have been for 22 years. But I was able to go through and check to see, you know, that they have the insurance and, and kind of, I saw some of their testimonials and I kind of checked the reviews. I did everything you would do if you were interested in hiring them in yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. We didn't, this didn't happen quickly. This took many months. Almost, almost a year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I think that's a lesson to anyone building any type of business. You know, it's not an overnight thing where no. some people kind of think it is, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. And then I, I, I actually, what I do sometimes I'm interested, I find I ask them who, which veterinarian they go to for their own personal ones, and I go and talk to the vet. And I, I, I always try to make friends with vet staff, and I'll say, Hey, how's Kathleen been with bringing her own pets? You guys, how is she? And a lot of times they tell me. I'm sure they wouldn't tell me anything bad. Yeah. But they, you know, if they tell me, oh, she's real conscientious, she does this. They even go on and look at the records. Oh, yeah, they're regular. They're always in the you know. And if they weren't, they would tell me that, and I wouldn't be interested. Yeah, and I think vet referrals are something that's extremely underrated and something that, quite frankly, I mean, I have a few vets that we deal with, but, you know, it's a, it's an area of marketing that, 
you know, quite frankly, I'd love to deal with even more, but you're right. When you're looking at potential partners in your business, talking to the vet, I think is really great. Um, you know, because you're right, it gives you an idea because they have that same relationship, you know, client to, you know, business, um, that, that you're going to look for on the reverse end, you know, because they're going to be dealing with the clients. Right. So, uh, you know, one thing, and, you know, I know we talked earlier and you're like, yeah, I'm not really a techie guy, but you know, I've learned over the years. So with pet sitting, I mean, obviously, you know, web searches are extremely, extremely localized. Right. How, how do you get people in some of these other territories of your cats at home, you know, with just that one website. So how are you, you know, ensuring that these other people get clients? It's difficult. I mean, we're still working that through and, you know, none of them expect a lot. So it's not a big deal. You know, what they're getting from us is a supplement. So, but, you know, what I've done is I, I do the Google posts. Occasionally, and I do blogs. I haven't done any blogs in a while, but I do blogs. And what works really, really good for me, and most people don't have any success with it, but I do with both of them, is Facebook boosted posts and ads. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, we we do a lot of Facebook ads, you know, with our local business. Um, and uh, you're right, it does work wonders. Um, you know, we've also done, obviously we, we rank pretty high in our Google, Google search, but even those outer areas where we think we kind of need a little bit of boost, um, you know, that, that's a great supplement, you know, and, and does definitely pay off. Um, so Jay, what, what advice would you give to someone that might be looking to start a feline focused pet sitting business? Well. I've actually given advice to three or four others over, over the last year or two years. Um, I tell them, number one, you better be passionate about cats. Because people can tell, the cat people can tell whether you're just looking for the cat business or whether you're looking for the pets that the cats because you love them or you're passionate about them. So that's my number one thing is. And then the other thing too is to get involved with the cat community and the communities that you serve. Um, we got, we sponsor cat shows, cat rescues. So that's real important as well. And then, you know, get try to get to know the staff at any uh, cat only um, veterinarian service. And then do your normal marketing things. I do newsletters, especially for cats. And, you know, don't just have a page on your website about cats. You know, you don't have necessarily to go for a full website like I did. But, you know, you have to intermingle cats throughout your entire website and all your marketing. And, and don't have a name that isn't that doesn't kind of go with cats or there's been a few of them that had names mostly about dogs and then they decide they wanted to do cats. Yeah. You're going to have to go with a different name that's a bit different 
even if it doesn't have the word cats in it. Sure. You might want to even have a different email address, you know, all those types of things to show that it's really your focus because cat people are eccentric. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, more than even dog people are. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely agree with that. And they're going to mostly be an older clientele. I mean, there's some younger cat people too, but they're going to be mostly an older clientele and they're even more eccentric. Yeah, and I, and I think to your point, like you said, hey, the reason I want to take care of cats is because I'm getting a little older. You, you know, I think to your point, you know, older people will tend to gravitate towards cats because, you know, there is a little bit less maintenance and, uh, you know, than there is with dogs. You don't have to walk them three times a day, certainly. Um, you know, and I think you, you brought up a great point and that's kind of worth repeating is, you know, for pet sitters that have a website, yeah, it's all dogs, dogs, dogs. If you don't mix in the cats in some way, shape or form, it's going to be hard to attract that type of business. And what I found, at least in terms of the number of clients, um, especially vacation clients, we do more cats than we do dogs. You know, now when you factor in daily dog walking and some of the other stuff that my business does, yeah, okay, the revenue is probably higher with dogs. But, you know, again, it's hard to totally figure it out because to your point, um, you know, we do have families that have dogs and cats and we're taking right. care of both at the same time. So, um, but, but I think you made a, an excellent point there. So Jay, one, one thing I always like to ask, um, you know, the people that come on my podcast is to tell the listeners something about yourself that you know, most people might not know about you. And I might be putting you on the spot there. No, 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 I don't mind. I, I, for many, many years, my passion was tennis and sports. I played tennis competitively for 50 years. And it was the most important thing in my life for a long, long time. So that, that is one of the things that some people may not know about me. So all the way from age 12, but I had to give it up about nine years ago. But, but I picked up pickleball earlier this year and I may keep trying it again. So it's a little bit different than tennis and not quite taxing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. I'm, you know, 53 now and I'm still playing uh, softball competitively. <laughs> and every year I'm like, yeah, is this the last year? Is this the last year? So, um, you know, so I, I, I totally get it. And was the last time I played tennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's but uh, competitively, but I even played in the state tournaments and national tournaments and all over, even in all the way up to 2002. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, you know, yeah. And I, but I was in the other sports too, and I'm still fanatic about, you know, certain sports and, as a spectator, but yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's great. So Jay, t tell us where people can find you. Well, I mean, either Pampered Pet Sitting of Warrensburg or Cats at Home Pet Sitting. Gotcha. So yeah, we you know we're definitely going to put uh, links in for 
a lot of the stuff we talked about today on the podcast. So um, you'll be able to see that in the show notes on petcarerockstars.com. Um, Jay Pattis, hey, thank you so much. I mean, this has truly been an honor. Definitely appreciate you coming and spending some time with me today. This has been Pet Care Rockstars with Dave Westwood. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you'll be first to hear new episodes packed with tips and tools for your pet care business. And visit our website at PetCareRockstars.com to find out about the Pet Care Rockstars program. Our all-in-one solution to get you up and running for your pet care business. To join the conversation and access more great content on your favorite social media sites, just search Pet Care Rockstars.